This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. So let's get down to it. You mentioned a couple different times how much severance offers should be, so I'll throw it right out there. SeverancePayCalculator.com. Check it out, but give me some details on it anyway. Well, John, everyone that's lost their job uh, should always know, should be able to find out very easily how much severance they're actually owed. Not how much severance the company says they're owed or they're going to want to pay you. How much the law says you should have. So uh, I make it easy for people to get that information. You can call me. You can call me at the office. You can call me at the show. But if you don't want to do either of those things, you can find out yourself at any time simply by going to severancepaycalculator.com. That's a completely free tool. There's absolutely no strings attached. I've only created it to help you find out what you wrote. You answer three simple questions on our website, your age, your position, and the length of your employment, and that's it. You're done. You're going to find out whether you're owed two-month severance, 24-month severance, or anything in between. It's so simple. It takes seconds. Uh, you don't have to put in your name. You don't have to put in your employer's name. Uh, it, it's, it's completely anonymous. And it's the first place you should go to if you lost your job. If you had that terrible meeting on a Friday afternoon with your company, they said today's your last day. Here's your papers, and you're holding those papers. It says we're going to pay you this much severance. How do you know if that's adequate? How do you know if you're not owed 10 times that? By the way, you probably are. Right. Well, you go to severancepaycalculator.com. You find out. You have the option to contact me directly from there if you want to. Uh, and and not, once I've created this tool, I say no one should ever have to accept inadequate severance. Severancepaycalculator.com. The natural inclination to uh, run the uh, route through the metric with your own personal information. I'm talking to anybody who's listening now. They're going to come out the back end and go, wow, I, I thought it was six weeks. This is six months. Why the big difference? How is that possible? Well, there's so many misconceptions, John, about what oh. people are owed. People think that there's this rule of it's a week's pay for every year or two weeks pay for every year. Well, it's not that. It's not even close to being that. As I said, the factors are age, position, length of employment. And in fact, people that with short service are treated disproportionately better from a severance standpoint than longer service. The Ministry of Labor here in BC provides information only with respect to your minimum entitlements, not your full entitlements. So that's the only way to actually find out the straight goods. You speak to an employment lawyer like myself, or you go to the Severance Calculator. SeverancePayCalculator.com. Try it while we take a short break here. The phone lines are open, 604-280-9898 or star 9898. On your cell, if you want to email Lior anytime, you can do that. We'll try to get some uh, to a few emails later on in the hour here. It is simply help at employmenthour.com. This is the Employment Hour right here, News Talk 980 CKNW. And you are back with us here. If you're uh, not familiar with the show, the Employment Hour, anytime you can call in, talk about your employment's rights, your severance, your workplace, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell would be excellent as well. Email is help at employmenthour.com to get a hold of Lior and anybody in his team. And we talked about it last break, an easy way to find out exactly. I'm talking a precise number of what your severance offer should be, what you are properly owed, your full entitlement, severancepaycalculator.com. What I want to talk about this, and that is independent contractors. We love that banner, that title that everybody uses. We'll talk about who is really an independent contractor and who isn't here, Lior. Uh, does, it, does it really matter if you're an employee or an independent contractor? It doesn't matter. 
Well, it matters big time, John. It's, it's a huge difference because if you really are an employee in the eyes of the law, then you have all rights and protections under the law, right. uh, one of which is, is severance and, and uh, termination entitlements if you lose your job. But you also may be owed overtime, really. You may be owed vacation pay. You may be able to collect on EI. So the problem, of course, John, as you know, and, and we've talked before on the show, is the fact that so many people, my gosh, so many people are quote-unquote misclassified. And what I mean by that is that they believe that they're independent contractors, but really in the eyes of the law, they are employees. So what we want to do over the next uh, little while is talk about what the difference is, who really is an independent contractor. And, and if you're out there thinking, wait a second, well, I've always wondered if I'm an independent contractor, yeah. really. Well, then if you've wondered, you're probably not an independent contractor. People that are independent contractors know it, and we'll talk about that exactly. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. We'll get to uh, Peter here. Peter, good afternoon. How are you? Oh, good, good, good. Thank you. Uh, good, sir. What's happening? Show, by the way. Thanks, I mate. Always, I, I always catch it on the way home from work, and it's a repeat, so I can't call in. So ah. <laughs> I'm up early today because I work graveyard, so... Perfect. So, anyways, um, my question is: in security, their contracts change from time to time, and uh, I understand like you can get a severance if you don't want to work for the other company. I do believe that that would be the case there. Uh, but with there's when when this, when the company renews a contract and there's a substantial pay increase, uh, are they obligated to let you know, or how how can you find out if if there's actually a pay increase in the new contract? Yeah, so if, if uh, a company renews uh, the contract, uh, if the contract is actually expired, then yes, you, you can enter into a brand new contract and, and the old terms kind of die with it. But the problem, the thing to remember about a new contract is if you have a contract and it kind of just getting renews, it keeps, it keeps getting renewed automatically, right? And Hello? Yeah, I think we just, Lior's, we just get him back here for a sec. Hang on, Peter. Yeah. Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> I think you dropped out there for a second. Is this your first time? How many contracts have you had? Uh, well, I work. I've been in security for a while, so sometimes it's changed. Sometimes, like we, you know, stay with the company, and sometimes we, you know, some people don't. But uh, the company I work with has treated me fairly fair, so you know, I kind of like stuck with them and you know went to other other sites and so forth. But I know they can't just remove you from the site for no reason. They have to give you a reason. Right, so and, and you have you've signed how many contracts with the company so far? Well, you, we don't. You don't actually sign a contract. You just work for a security company, right? Okay. And sometimes they'll tell their employees, "Well, new contract. You know, you're getting, the, you know, either you can stay or you can leave, kind of thing with the new company." Or right, whatever. right, right. Right, right. I'm going to put you on hold here just for a uh, for a brief second, Peter. We're going to uh, get our con. We've lost. I think, uh, yeah, I think Leor's mic has come disconnected. We're going to get him back on and answer your phone calls here. We'll take a short break here on the employment hour. The number to call in six zero four two eight zero nine eight nine eight or star nine eight nine eight on cell. If you want to get a hold of Leor in the in the uh, firm anytime, it's VancouverEmploymentLawyers.ca. And as I mentioned before, your proper severance amount, severancepaycalculator.com. We'll be right back after a tiny break here in the employment. Our talk uh, right here, News Talk 980 CKNW. And we are back at it. The number to call in again, 604-280-9898 on your cell or star 9898 on your cell, rather. Peter, sorry about that. We're at the mercy of technology. How are you, pal? Let's uh, let's go through that again. So uh, start from where we left off with as far as your contract is concerned. Okay, so if our contract gets renewed yep. and there's a substantial raise or an increase in, in what 
the company charges them or whatever, right? Does that not get passed on to to the, the employee? That's my basic concern. Well, Peter, no, they can't decide to 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 pay you less. No, if you you have a a particular contract, they can change the contract. Now, if it's a brand new contract, your contract has expired, and they're entering into a brand new contract with you, then they can enter into new terms. But if if not, if you're still just working there, and maybe something has changed on their end, they can't say, well, because something changed on our end, we're going to pay you less or pay you differently. If they do that, no, that could be a, a constructive dismissal. It doesn't really matter what triggers it. They can't decide to change the terms of your employment, Peter. Oh, okay. Huh, well, that's interesting. Um, how about, like, you know, like raises in security are, are very rare and stuff like that. Is there something in the employment law that says that every so often you shouldn't be getting a raise to keep up with inflation and stuff like that? Great question. I've personally advocated for a long time that there should be something like this, but unfortunately, uh, Peter, no. Uh, right now, as the law stands, there's no obligation to give raises, even if it is just to keep, with infla- keep up with inflation. The only time you, you have to give someone a raise is if there's an employment agreement that specifically says, we'll give you a raise. Otherwise, Peter, no, no, no such obligation to give raises uh, by an employer. Oh. Well, I love your advice on the show. I listen to it every, every chance I get when I'm coming home from work. Thanks, Peter. And uh, like I say, I can't phone in because I'm driving <laughs> when I'm coming home when I'm listening to it. So, But anyways, well, thank you very much. And we all thanks. Appreciate that, Peter. And again, this uh, this new time slot is where we are. So if that is congruent with your uh, your schedule, that is great. You can call us anytime, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on cell. We'll take a short uh, break for the bottom hour news here and get right back to it. Emails as well, help at employmenthour.com. And I mentioned it a couple times already, you need this tool if you've never used it, severancepaycalculated.com. Find out what your severance offer really should be. Back in just a few moments here, News Talk 980 CKNW. There is all kinds of time for you to uh, call in, get your questions answered by Lior, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Email as well is help at employmenthour.com. And if any time you want to contact Lior, a member of the firm as well, vancouveremploymentlawyers.ca. Very simple. We were talking about, uh, brother, the independent contractor uh, topic. And, uh, you know, break it down. What is exactly an independent contractor? So, John, an independent contractor is someone that's in business for himself or herself. An independent contractor is a business person. So an independent contractor is someone that has to run that business, manage that business. They're trying to get customers and clients. They, they have to manage their expenses. Uh, and ultimately, to, to do that, they hope to make a profit at the end of the day. Now, uh, let's compare that to an employee. An employee is someone that works for someone else who gets compensated, gets a salary, has regular hours. Uh, doesn't matter if they're full-time or part-time. You know, they usually go to an office, uh, and, and, you know, they come home, and they, they don't really have really a lot of expenses, uh, and they're not really taking anything, any much of a risk. They go to work, they come home. So many times, John, my gosh, so many times I see employees, people that are really should be employees. They have a job, they go to the office, they've been doing this for a while, but they're called independent contractors. Maybe the company says, well, you know, just invoice us, or maybe we won't withhold your taxes, and that makes an independent contractor. It does not. So if you're in business for yourself, you're an independent contractor. The, the example, John, that I always use is the, the electrician or the plumber. If you have a, a problem with your leaky faucet and you call a plumber to your house, well, that plumber is not your employee. That plumber, plumber is an independent contractor. 
he comes into your house to do a job, as soon as he's done that job, he's going to go on to his next job, and he hopes to have enough jobs like that to make a living. So work for you. On the other hand, if you if he had come to your house to do work every day, nine to five, went home, came back the next day, every day, so then he would be your employee. So the question is, are you like the plumber or are you something else? If you're something else, the law would consider you to be an employee, which means you have the right, the entitlement of an employee. 604-280-9898 to call in, ask some questions, star 9898 on your cell. That's another number as well. So, uh, so how about this? You don't meet the criteria. Can you still be called or can you still be an independent contractor? No, and, and you, you cannot. And right. some people, most people, uh, employers and employees, believe that what you call yourself matters. Uh, well, what you call yourself, call yourself does not matter. What someone else calls you also doesn't matter. Think about it, John. If it was uh, as easy as just calling yourself uh, an independent contractor, why would anyone ever, anywhere, be an employee? Uh, I have 50 people working at my law firm. They're employees. Why would I hire them as employees if I could just call them independent contractors? Yeah. And then, I mean, I, w- I don't have to worry about silly things like employment laws. Uh, I don't have to worry about withholding taxes and remitting taxes. Well, obviously, it doesn't work that way. The law is smarter than that. So you may call yourself and believe that you are an independent contractor, but you are often not. And those issues usually don't come to a head when the relationship comes to an end. The company lets the person go, says, well, you're an independent contractor, right? So we don't owe you anything. So long, farewell. But wait a second. If, in fact, the person is an employee in the eyes of the law, then severance is owed, full severance, just like any other employee. So that's why it's good to get these things right to begin with. You're better off not misclassifying yourself. And if you're an employee, let's enter into an employment relationship. Let's not try to pretend that it's something other than that. What if the employee and the employer, the company, agree that they're an independent contractor? Why would the law care? Why should they interfere? Yeah, well, the law cares because if, if the law didn't, uh, take a stand in terms of making someone an employee when they should be, then there's so much potential there for abuse. You know, think about the the kids working at uh, at a fast food restaurant. I, you know, otherwise, they could be independent contractor burger flippers, right? And, and clearly, that's not the way it works. So, uh, and, and it would also be very easy to eliminate people eliminate people's employment law rights. Well, you're not an employee; you're an independent contractor. Guess what? We don't have employment laws for independent contractors doesn't work that way. You can't extinguish someone's rights. Your rights cannot be extinguished just by calling yourself an independent contractor. So many people, and by the way, some people use other terms. They call it consultant. They call it being on contract. None of that matters. In most of these cases, the law would actually consider you to be an employee. Help at employmenthour.com through email, or you can go to vancouveremploymentlawyers.ca is the website to get more information as well. 604-280-9898 to call into the show uh, this afternoon, or star 9898 on your cell. Uh, does it matter if the employer's not uh, deducting taxes? No, it doesn't matter at all. And a lot of people say, well, wait a second, uh, Lior, you know, the company would tell me, we're not deducting taxes. The person is paying their own taxes clearly that makes them an independent contractor. Well, not at all. It doesn't matter if the company is not deducting taxes. It's a question of substance over form. Right. If you really have a regular job, you're an employee. It doesn't matter what your car is to call yourself or who pays your taxes or who deducts them. If you have a job, that's a question you want to ask yourself. Do I have a job or I or am I in business for myself? If you have a job, you're an employee. You have the rights, the protections, the privileges 
an employee uh, and, and the company can't avoid its obligations by giving you some other name. You know, if it looks like a duck and acts like a duck, it's a duck. It's a duck. It doesn't matter if we call it a fish. Uh, it doesn't change. We continue here with the Employment Hour on CKNW from 4 till 5 o'clock. If you're just joining us, that is the topic of the show, and we're currently talking about independent contractors. So does it matter, uh, how about this one, if you have your own company? Does that make a difference? Well, some people uh, incorporate, right? So they say, right. well, I, I'm, you know, instead of being uh, Lior Sanfiro working for the company, it's going to be Lior Sanfiro Inc. working for the company. Well, that doesn't change things either. It's very easy to incorporate. Uh, anyone can do that. You fill some forms, you pay uh, a fee, and you've incorporated. So that does not make you an independent contractor. Again, if you have a job, you're an employee, even if you have your own company, John. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell to call in. would love to talk to you this afternoon. Norman, how are you? Hi, how are you doing? Good, sir. What's going on with you? Okay, um, the new fad thing that I've heard a couple of times from friends of mine um, they get a two weeks notice or two weeks, uh, uh, you know, you're being laid off type of thing, and they're saying that this is your work in severance, and you've got to work it and collect your severance at the same time. Is that is that a legal thing now, or? Um... So, excellent question, Norman. So here's how this works: when a company has to pay severance, you know what severance is. So they have to pay a certain amount of money. One way that they can pay that severance is actually by giving you notice. So if a company owes you, let's say, six months severance, as an example, they, one of the ways they can meet that obligation is to give you six months advance notice of the termination of your employment. So the company can say, we're telling you today, Norman, that your employment ends in six months. In the meantime, you're going to continue working. Everything is going to stay the same. And at the end of the six months, they would have met their obligation. Now, what I see a lot of times happening, Norman, is where a company doesn't give enough notice. They may say to you, Norman, we're going to give you whatever it is, two months' notice, but they really owe you six months. So what happens at that point is at the end of the two months, after you're done working, they still have to pay you the difference. In this, in this example, four months' pay. So, yes, they can give you essentially working severance. We call that working notice as long as it's sufficient. In most cases that come across my desk, a company does not give enough notice, which means they still owe the employee severance, Norman. Okay, now what happens if you terminate prior to your six-month period? Like, say, in four months you find yourself another job. Do they owe you that two-month severance pay? It's a good question, and the answer is no. If you leave voluntarily before the end of the notice period, then you're considered to have resigned, which means no severance is owed to you at that time. So if you leave early, you resign. Uh, If if the company uh, lets you go before, then they have to pay the difference. But not if you leave early, Norman. Okay, that that works out, I guess. Okay, thank you. Appreciate that, Norman. Thank you for your call. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 if you're using your cell phone uh, this afternoon. Jason, how are you? Yes, how are you doing? Good, sir. What's going on? Good. Oh, well, I was just curious. Uh, how would I go about talk- getting to a employer without ruffling feathers? Uh, an empl- uh, I work in the container um, trucking industry, and three years ago they put uh, they legislated uh, pricing for hourly and uh, and uh, owner operators, and uh, they've yet to pay those rates, which is federally and provincially legislated on, and they're using kind of uh, they're using kind of uh, a, a loophole, which I don't believe is a right loophole that because they're out of province that they're highway, but then they're they're, they're taking the loads from local. 
which which is specifically in the act, right? And so they right. they, they have they haven't paid for three years. They haven't paid the the, the right rate uh, for an hourly wow. driver. And uh, I was wondering, should I should I go to the employer, or would that ruffle feathers, or what? Well, obviously, I don't know your employer, and I don't know how they would react. But I can tell you that uh, you know, assuming you're, you're right, and, and they don't fall under any exemption, then what they're doing is illegal. And you and your colleagues have a right to stand up for your for your legal rights. So it may be a good idea to start off by talking to them and, and seeing if they'll they'll kind of see the light and, and change what they're doing. It doesn't sound that way. I think at that point you would have two options: either to go to the Ministry of Labor uh, and, and, and have them get involved, or to retain someone like myself and, and have us give your employer a bit of a kick in the pants. Uh, I, I think that if you're going to be too, quote-unquote, nice here, then nothing's going to change. But one thing I want to tell you is what they cannot do legally is they cannot fire you because you're inquiring about your legal rights or because you're trying to enforce your legal rights. That's what we call a reprisal. That's illegal. So the law does protect you and gives you the right to ask questions, to, to make sure that they're complying with the law. And if they don't do that and they decide to punish you somehow, that's illegal. And then there's going to be repercussions to the company, Jason. Okay. Yeah, I, I, the thing is, it's not a group of people because they, it's only a couple of people that are working out of the province of B.C., they, they really only have two people that they're kind of screwing. So it, that's where it becomes a little bit difficult to to attempt to try to, to you know, uh, be, you know, kind of uh, harsh and say, well, you're doing something illegal, right? The, I find it easier if there was a group of people, but it's not, right? And that's, you know, you know that's why I think we've been kind of, you know, not really ruffling feathers in the sense is, uh, is, is reprisal after the fact, right? Well, and I understand your point, but like I said, if you're affected by this and for three years they haven't been paying you right, again, I, I'm assuming we're talking potentially thousands of dollars that you would have lost over that time. It's up to you if you're okay with that, but I, all I can tell you is that if they have to pay something, they should have to pay it, and the law protects you, even if it's just you affected, it doesn't matter. The law protects you it's like an, uh, from a reprisal. They can't punish you. And if you need my help to approach them, I'll be more than happy to help you, Jason. Jason, that number, uh, by the way, to get a hold of Leora directly, uh, very simple, 604-283-3123. Again, 604-283-3123. We'll take uh, one more short break here and get to more of your phone calls. Lines are open, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. If you haven't checked it out yet, you should. SeverancePayCalculator.com. Find out exactly what your severance should be. More of the Employment Hour coming right up. News Talk 980 CKNW. Another way to contact Lior anytime is through email, help at employmenthour.com. Employment Hour, we've moved her till uh, 4 o'clock, 4 till 5 on your Sunday here. So if you're just joining us, the Employment Hour, we deal with all your employment matters, your severance, your workplace rights. That is what Lior does and myself here every hour on a Sunday. So, uh, so feel free to get a hold of the number to get a hold of Lior, 604-283-3123 and VancouverEmploymentLawyers.ca. Email, we'll get to this one. Uh, Lior Bill writes in, says, I've been called into a meeting this coming Friday with my boss. I believe they're going to let me go. Can I do something about it? 
Wow. So, uh, and this is a very obviously uncomfortable situation. You, you, you believe you're going to be let go. In the meantime, you still have to work for the next few days, and it's obviously very uncomfortable. Not to mention very stressful. So, I, I do get the questions like uh, like like this from Bill. I get I get that very often. People saying, "Can I do something? I don't want to lose no. my job. I know it's going to happen. Can I undo it? Can I talk to them?" Well, the reality, John, is that you really there's nothing that you can do to prevent the company from letting you go. If they've made that decision then they're going to let you go. Uh, and remember, the, the fact that they let you go doesn't mean you've done anything wrong. The company is allowed and in most cases does let someone go, not because they did something wrong, but because it's a restructuring or cost-cutting or whatever, yeah, you know, what have you. They can really let an employee go for pretty much any reason as long as severance is paid. But that's the important part. If you are going to be let go, you have to make sure that your severance is fair. So you can't undo it. You can't prevent them from letting yeah. you go. But you absolutely can make sure and must make sure that what they've offered you is adequate. And I can tell you just from experience that if you're holding, if, if 10 people are going to be let go today and all 10 of them are, are uh, looking at severance letters, 9 out of those 10 are going to be offered a lot less than what they wrote. So chances are, if you, if Bill, if you're going to be let go on Friday and you're going to have that severance letter, it's going to provide you for less than what you wrote. Give me a call. Let's talk about it. Let's make sure that you get uh, what the law says you should have. Again, Bill, 604-283-3123. And uh, other than that, severancepaycalculator.com is an amazing resource to get the number as well. And you can even click on the contact button to get a hold of Lior and his firm. Sean says, uh, by the way, email help at employmenthour.com. Says I was hit by a co-worker at work. Uh, he wasn't charged with a criminal offense. He still works there, and it makes me very uncomfortable. What are my options? What can I do? Well, in a very uncomfortable situation, no doubt, yeah. and, and and one that you should take seriously. Anything to do with work safety doesn't matter if it's you know if you're concerned from a, a from a machine hurting you or a coworker uh, being uh, you know violent towards you. An employer has to take that seriously. So I would immediately talk to your employer about this. Tell them what your concerns are. And, and frankly, I think that if your employer won't do something about this. Uh, and you've already been, uh, you know, assaulted, I guess, by this this other employee. You may be able to say, well, "I'm not going to continue working here because yeah. of this situation." And if the employer doesn't fix it, that could be a constructive dismissal. You may be able to leave with severance at that point. And the com- company does have to protect you from uh, workplace violence, from any incidents that make it difficult to work, uh, from harassment as well. And if they won't do their job, if they won't help you. That could be a constructive dismissal. You really have to give me a call. Hey, Todd, you got about a minute or so left here to get your okay. question. Go ahead. What's up? Hi, uh, my name is Todd. I'm uh, calling. I'm, I was uh, basically injured myself before, and I've been on and on dispute with McDonald's restaurant, and they never paid me any severance pay or anything like that. And uh, basically, as I went to as a customer, one of the restaurants, I was also banned from the restaurant, and mistreated by mcdonald's and they've never apologized to date for anything what's going on so i worked on five years six years for them or more and uh basically that's what's going on how long has it been since you worked there todd um about a year something like that and are you still an employee are just on a medical leave or have they let um i didn't get any medical leave or anything they didn't even the way they handled it they just covered it under the rug and says nothing happened, basically. 
Okay. Well, obviously, this is something that we need to talk about in, in more, the t- more than the time we just have here on the show. But generally speaking, certainly, if you've been hurt at work, they have to, uh, number one, they have to allow you to, to, to apply so you can get your, 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 your compensation benefits. But beyond that, they have to give you time off work to get better. They can't fire you. And if they do, you absolutely uh, owe you severance. Uh, so there could be human rights issues here, Todd. There could be wrongful yeah. dismissal. Uh, there could be other issues. So, so there's a lot to talk about. So given okay. the fact that we're at the end of the show, what I want to do is I want you to call me at the office. John is going to give you the number here in just a sec. Let's okay. you and I chat about this. Let me find out exactly what happened, get the details, and I'll do anything okay. possible to help you, Todd. Todd, we appreciate that call. Good way to uh, wrap it up for tonight. That number Lior speaks of, 604-283-3123. Again, 604-283-3123. Email is help at employmenthour.com. And if you haven't used it before, you want to find out exactly what your severance should be, don't be shocked. It's the proper number. Severancepaycalculator.com is the website. We're back here next Sunday at 4 o'clock. It's our new time slot. If you joined us, thank you very much. If not, you can always uh, get a hold of the firm at VancouverEmploymentLawyers.ca. Till next time, this has been the Employment Hour right here, News Talk 980 CKNW. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.